Good evening and welcome back to the Across the Tracks podcast. It is March 21st, 2021. It's the first day of spring and um, I'm Wayne here in the Rockies and it's springtime in the Rockies because we got more snow on the way. It has started coming down <laughs> about uh, 30 minutes ago or so and the snow is coming down. So it is definitely springtime in the Rockies. But we're here for another exciting uh, night of discussion and introspection on Across the Tracks podcast. Over to you, my friend. Yes, sir. I'm Steve, and it is springtime in Indiana. The, <laughs> the Corvettes were out today. We had a Corvette meeting. It was so nice. We were outside, wow. and there was probably 10 Corvettes just hanging out, you know. Uh, I got up to the 60s today, and nice. for Indiana in uh, March, getting up to the 60s, people are walking around in shorts and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, so... Nice, yeah, it's, nice. it's it's good. You know, yep, I I, yep. I drove through downtown and didn't see much of the uh, uh, NCAA crowds because everything's pretty much on lockdown there, too. But, right, right. yeah, nice day. And uh, we got some interesting topics that we want to discuss tonight. And we're going to move forward with that. So I'll let you uh, – I'll tell you what. I want to kick this off, okay, kick tonight. It. All right. Um, we're going to talk about uh, this is a big issue, and that is there has been some um, changes in at least 43 states about voting rights. Now, for the most part, I look at it this way. If you can't beat them, you cheat them. That's what's happening with these red states. They're going about to try to change all these election laws because they lost the main election, the national election last year, and they want to make sure that they do not have a repeat of allowing people to vote, allowing people to vote. They lost. They mad. Now they're going to try to get even. First of all, Wayne, let's let's take a look at how and why some of these things happen. You know, through the history of our country, we go back to the beginning of our country when they uh, developed the Constitution in uh, 1787. Voting for everybody except women and black folks was allowed, was not allowed. I take that back, was not allowed. Right. And so even if we go back to the history of our country, and our country is, some people try to say that our country is not based on race. Well, hell, it is. The very, the very first part of the Constitution has race in it because black people weren't considered a, a, a full human being. Black folks were considered three-fifths of a person as far as counting for representation in Congress. Black folks couldn't own property. Black folks didn't have any rights uh, because of slavery and so on. And part of those rights, part of being part of the American uh, political scene and governance is the right to vote. Well, for a couple of centuries, black folks could not could not vote. And the civil rights movement that started in the in the 50s, uh, culminated in a Civil Rights Act of 1965 in which President Lyndon Johnson brought Southern Democrats kicking and screaming to pass this bill. And the, the issue is, is that because they had such local laws that were segregated local laws that were designed to prevent blacks from voting, local laws that disenfranchise minorities. For example, if they had, if, if you could read, they would come up with a way that you couldn't pass a test. Okay. First thing, they had a literacy test. Well, if you, if you never was taught how to read, then they say, well, in order, in order for you to vote, you got to read. 
And then they would break out something like Shakespeare's Othello or something like that and say, read it. Well, you can't read, so therefore you can't vote. Well, if you could read, they'd say, well, okay, let's do this. How about telling me the exact number of jelly beans that's in that jar? (laughs) Well, that's not going to happen. So guess what? You can't tell me the exact number. I'll tell you what. You were off by 11,779 jelly beans. <laughs> just saying. Uh, yep, just and saying. And if you, if you happen to guess it, then they say, okay, well, tell me how many bubbles are in this bar of soap. Well, oh, you guessed that right, too? Well, how about this? They got a grandfather clause that says that your grandparents couldn't vote, so therefore you couldn't vote. So they had all these obstacles Placed in our way in the local and the state level, because let's make it clear, white folks didn't want black folks to vote in the South. Okay, so they came up with all these obstacles to keep black folks from voting from voting. So in 1965, the Voting Rights Act was passed and within the Voting Rights Act, they had a section called Section 5, in which it basically states that since since you southern states and parts of like New York and California and Alaska, since you disenfranchise folks, we're going to do this. We're going to make you come before a judge, a federal judge, and prove that the voting laws, the election laws that you're creating are fair to all people that vote. And that was Section 8 of the Voting Rights, I mean, Section 5 of the Voting Rights Bill, that you had to prove, it had to be approved by the federal government that you're going to change your election laws because you guys were so nasty before you disenfranchised folks and we're going to make sure that you allow people to vote. Well, in 2013, there was a couple of states that sued to throw out Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, which meant that you had to get federal approval. And so they they made it all the way to the Supreme Court. And these, these nine states and certain counties in California, certain counties in New York, basically said that we think that Section 5 is unconstitutional because what happened in 1965 is not happening now, so we should be able to get rid of that. And so the Supreme Court in a five to four decisions, five conservatives said, yes, we're going to throw out Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. And therefore, now those nine states, plus parts of New York and California, don't have to come before the federal government now and have their election laws proved or uh, approved. Immediately, the very next month, those nine states started passing laws that prohibited black folks, minorities. It restricted their rights to vote. Soon as that Supreme case court, soon as that Supreme case court came to an end, they said, "Ah, we got what we want," and therefore. We're going to take advantage of it and we're going to restrict people's start restricting people's right to vote. And and their excuses was that we're making we're making it better for America because, you know, people are have been cheating on uh, Election Day, which is total BS. There there has uh, all the thousands of votes that's been cast over the years. There hasn't been but a handful of of election fraud. That's the premise of Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. Now, let's look at today. If we can't beat them, let's cheat them. We wanted, not we, they wanted Trump to win. 
they got their butts kicked legally. 63 lawsuits were filed, okay? And out of 63, 62 of them, they lost. So what's the deal? Let's start changing the election laws so that we can make sure that black folks can't, can't, can't win again or minorities can't win again or the Democrats can't win again. It's total bullshit. It's total bullshit. Those are my thoughts on it. That's a little bit of history on it. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I'm right there with you, my brother. I mean, it's it's appalling, man, that um, these same people will stand up in a minute and tell you that, um, you know, they uh, they they want to defend the Constitution. They want to stand up for democracy and all this this rhetoric that comes out of their mouth. But at the same time, you're disenfranchising people from exercising the one right that is probably the pinnacle of democracy. And that is allowing people to elect their own people that they want to uh, be in positions within the government. We have the right to do that. But when you see that certain groups of people are coming out to vote more and more and more, it's the, it's, it's the same thing with the changing dynamic in the uh, in the demographics of the country. Folks are getting nervous because they see that they're at some point you're not going to be the majority in this country anymore. So whatever we have to do to slow the role of black and brown people becoming the majority in this country, we got to do that, as Malcolm says, by any means necessary. And they're doing it primarily by disenfranchising people from voting. They're after Stacey Abrams now and and the group that she's got set up down in in Georgia. They're trying to do everything they can to stifle their efforts. I mean, 43 states, you mentioned earlier, 43 states have put out all these restrictive voting bills. To And the only reason is they see that we got to stop these black and brown folks from coming to the polls. They're restricting early voting. Can't vote on Sundays. You got to have ID to request a mail-in ballot. And then when you get the mail-in ballot, you got to present ID to show that it's you again. I mean, it's ridiculous. And no one seems to be calling it out except, you know, probably Democratic people are calling it out. But this is an act of the Republican Party because they realize their days are numbered. They are a shadow of what they used to be. And they know that especially in the South, Black folks and brown folks are coming out and they're voting and they're getting people elected, just like we saw here in the in the 2020 election. Uh, the efforts of Stacey Abrams and LeBron James and a lot of these other folks who are down on the ground doing the work uh, to get people to the polls or whatnot, that is viewed as a threat. And we got to shut that down. And you mentioned, um, you know, the Voting Rights, Voting Rights Act of 1965. Right now, there is a bill, and it's and it's been it's been on at the time he was the majority leader in the Senate. The John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act looks to basically restore the provisions of the Voting Rights Voting Rights Act of 1965, which was reauthorized by Congress. I think you mentioned in 2006 it was reauthorized, but the Supreme Court gutted provisions of that in 2013. So the John Lewis Voting Rights Act seeks to to put some teeth back into that and shut down a lot of this these acts that are being taken up to restrict restrict people from voting. So this is real. I mean, folks can say that now this is this is not what's happening and whatnot, but it's real. Why are you depriving people or making it difficult for people to vote? That is one of your primary rights as an American citizen is to vote for the people that you want to serve you in your government. And you're systematically taking this away or making it difficult for people to exercise that right who look like you or I. And it's appalling. Yeah, and, it's appalling. And they're, they're saying that it is making elections more secure. Bullshit. Yeah. I'm calling it is bullshit. It is. It is. It is. And I mean, just think about it. In in the state of Georgia, they're basically saying that we're going to eliminate the mail-in ballots. Well, prior to 
2020, <laughs> excuse me, the the folks that used the mail-in ballot the most were white folks. Right. Right. Well, guess who, because of pandemic, came out and voted using the mail-in ballot. So what's good for the gander ain't good for the goose. Come on now. Yeah, the other yeah. thing, the, the, they're they're taking the um, drop boxes. We're eliminating yep. the drop boxes. Yep. We're not taking any yep. drop boxes and putting them in black neighborhoods. Yep. Well, guess what? They're going to have to walk to or get a ride to a polling place. Oh, and if they eliminate the number of, of polling sites, if they go from 80 sites down to eight sites, <clears throat> then what ends up happening is that you're going to have people standing in line. Well, wait a minute. Let's think this through. They're, they're probably saying, OK, if we eliminate these these uh, booths, if we eliminate the box, drop boxes and people stand in line, that means that, oh, they were feeding people in the line. They were giving yep. them ice water and yep. they were giving them drinks. They were bringing them chairs. They were helping the elderly black folks and brown folks out. So yep. now they can't even give them food and shelter if they're going to be in line for 13 hours. Right. Right. Now that's, that's inhumane. Not only is it mean, but it's inhumane. You're not going to let people get something to eat. Talk about just being downright nasty. They're, they're not happy unless they have to punish somebody. Right. Right. It's, it's appalling. And the one thing that they don't realize that they're doing, and that is the more, they try to take votes away from black and brown folks. The more black and brown folks are going to come out and vote their asses out. Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what happened the last. That's what happened in yep. 2020. Yep. You know, they're saying that we're going to try to take these people's votes away, and black folks said, "I don't give a damn if I have to stand in this line 13 hours. My ass is going to vote. That's right. I am going to vote, right. and I'm going to get rid of the the Agent Orange. You know." The, the past occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania, they, people disliked him so much they were going to stand in line if it took 24 days in order to vote his yeah. behind out of there. And yeah. what they don't realize in those 13 states, uh, 43 states that's trying to pass over 250 election laws, OK, when there was no fraud in the elections, but they're coming up with 250 election laws, what they're going to do is piss brown and black folks off and we're going to hunker down and we're going to get out there and vote regardless of what they say. Because like most kids, like most people, the more you take something away, the more people are going to get up there and going to demand to have it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're already pissed off about a bunch of other stuff in this country. So now you're giving us something else to get pissed off about. Um, you know, depriving us of the right to vote. So it's like you're bringing this on yourself, yep. bringing it on yourself. And it's I, I find it funny, man, that the only place where so-called voter fraud is taking place is in areas where majority black and brown folks live. You you don't see them yelling voter fraud in Beverly Hills. You don't you don't see that. They're they're calling voter fraud. This last election, it was voter fraud in Philly and in Milwaukee and in Atlanta and then on Pittsburgh. I mean, it it you Detroit. You you have to be ignorant to not realize what these people are saying. They're saying that all the votes of these black and brown people they they got to be crooked, man. They got to be crooked. But you ain't yelling voter fraud in, in Beverly Hills and some of these other affluent white neighborhoods. It's only nope. where we are. And nope. so um, let them go do what they're going to do. But like you said, they're going to piss off a lot of black and brown folks, minority folks, and they're going to come out in droves again and vote these dumbass people out of office just like they did in 2020. They lost the White House. They lost the House of Representatives and they lost the Senate. So um, bring it on. I think bring it on, man, because you, you, you're you not going to be able to shut down the efforts of these grassroots organizers like Stacey Abrams, Latasha Brown, you know, the organization that LeBron James, a lot of their NBA players have put into to making sure that you're going to have a way to vote. We're, we're, you're, you're not going to shut us down. We yeah. are going to find a way for you to vote. And um, I'm looking forward to it, man. But it, it's appalling what is going on. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's not being 
It's not being talked about a whole lot except in certain circles. But the fact that you want to deprive people of one of their fundamental rights as a citizen of this country is it's despicable. So, yeah. And I, I tell you what, the other thing, Wayne, that we have to look at, let's go back to 1984, 1985, 1986, with Arizona not wanting to uh, approve of a Martin Luther King holiday for the state. Yep. Yep. The the NBA, Major League Baseball, the uh, NFL all said that we ain't coming there and play. Right. You know, you know, 90 percent, more than 90 percent of the NBA is black. It's over over 70 or 80 percent of the NFL is black. And then they said, we're not going to play any games if we don't if, if you don't approve Martin Luther King holiday. We ain't coming there. To, we ain't coming there to play. Yep. And so revenue is kicking their behind. And then they decided to change, you know, just like just like. Uh, Stacey Abram and Latasha Brown, they are now starting to kick that same idea around as far mm-hmm. as going to corporations and yep. saying, look, hey, Coca-Cola is in Atlanta. Yep. You know, Atlanta Delta, is 70, Delta, se- Delta Airlines. <laughs> 70, 80% black Atlanta. Yep. We ain't buying no damn Coke. That's we right. ain't flying Delta. Yep. Okay. If you put enough pressure on the Georgia State Legislature to say that you get rid of that crap, or we ain't buying your damn cokes, we're gonna boycott Coca-Cola, we're gonna boycott Delta Airline, we're gonna boycott all those other corporations that's in and around the Atlanta area and all the other places, then that's gonna put a lot of pressure on them. And these yep. corporations, these corporations are gonna have to shit or get off the pot. That's right. Yeah, okay. we, we, so let's put a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. Yeah. We we have I think the number is we have about a three trillion dollar buying power. <clears throat> three trillion dollar buying power. And, and and the time has come. It's long overdue. I think it's way past due that black folks, minority folks in this country, we need to come together as as a collective group and say, look, there are certain things we are not tolerating anymore. And like you say, man, we're going to show you we're not buying your products. We're not coming to your arenas. We're not coming to your concerts. We're not coming anywhere, any place that has discriminatory practices set up to deprive and disenfranchise minority folks. Guess what? We're not supporting your ass. So you got to hit them where it hurts. And that's in the pocketbook. And, that, and that's what we need to do, man. It's long overdue. We could change a lot of things in this world, man, in, in this country. We could change a lot of things in this country by coming together, minority groups in this country coming together, exercising the financial influence that we have in this country and bring a lot of this crap to an end. Because when you start messing with people's money, man, they listen. Yeah. They listen. Yep. They listen. Yep. That's that's true. That's true. They listen. So in America. They, that's it. Money makes the world go round, and especially in this country, man. The the who's got the biggest stacks lie nine times out of ten. They're the ones who get to get the you know make the rules. So yeah, as a collective yeah. group, black, Asian, Latino, Hispanic, whatever, we need to come together, exercise our buying power as a group that we have, and say, look, we are willing to support you. But you're not a, you, you, you're you're going to cease putting in practices that discriminate against us. We're not having it anymore. So you take it under your own advisement. You want you, you want to restrict people from voting? Guess what? We'll find a way to shut down your little financial enterprises as well. And, and I think that would get people's attention. And they might think twice about a lot of the crap that's going on that just it's it's appalling. It's appalling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these they have they have no shame. None. And in in looking at some of their um what they want to get accomplished, here here's just a few things. Number one, they want to re- they want to replace restrictions on mail-in melon balloting. Eleven states want to do that. We want to make it tough for having mail-in balloting. They want to create barriers for casting mail-in ballots. 
What can we do to keep people from doing mail-in ballots? Because, you know, black folks will stay home. I don't have to get out and vote. I will go out there. I'll send a mail, put mail in my mailbox. Don't have to go anywhere. Yep. Vote. The more people that can do that, the more people are going to vote. Okay. Uh, they want to expand voter roll purges. Yep. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't vote in every every two years, they just take your names off, so you can't vote. You know, let's say that some people just vote for president. I vote every four years. Well, if you don't vote in the midterms, they're going to purge your name. Yep. So guess what? Your name's not on any of our low, any of our rolls. So therefore, you can't vote, or you have to. You show up to to vote, and they go, "Nope, you're not on the rolls. You can't vote anymore." They want to do that. They want to limit limit voter registration opportunities. Okay, as you mentioned earlier, you know they want to. They certain states want to say that we're not voting on Sundays anymore. Yep. Because they know that. A lot of black churches have souls to the polls. That's right. <clears throat> They'll leave church, go vote. The minister will say, hey, exercise your right to vote. We're not going to tell you who to vote for, but right. we got many buses out here that will take you to the polls to vote today. So they want to eliminate that. So if we can eliminate them from mailing voting, if we can eliminate them from voting on Sundays and we can purge their voting rolls. And then we can implement, they want to implement tougher voting laws. And that's all the states are doing that. It's it's yep. ridiculous. And as I mentioned earlier, it's only going to piss a lot of black folks out off. And we're going to come out and black black and brown folks are going to come out and they're going to vote in every election from this point on. Yep. Yep. You're you not going to silence us. Yep. You have awakened the sleeping giant, as they say, man, because uh, like you say, we're already pissed off about a lot of stuff in this country now. So, um, you know, we have earned the right to vote. That's that's the bottom line, man. It's 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 it goes in line with those inalienable rights that everybody is supposed to be endowed with. But you're <laughs> seeking to take away one of those fundamental unalienable rights, and that is the right to vote. And so, um, I, I don't know, man. It it it's it's it makes you sick, man. That here we are in 2021, and you're still trying to deny people their fundamental rights as a citizen. It's, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> what well, the yeah. hell? They're trying. 2021, and we're still talking t- about stuff. That we this should be no you know this should be over and done with man yeah, hey yeah. you're a citizen of this country you have a right to go to the polls however you vote mail in whether you go in person whatever you have that right to vote so if if you believe in democracy and you're always waving around the constitution then let people do what they are allowed to do per the constitution and that is the right to vote don't impede yeah. that. So we, 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 we know how it is. We know how it is. Like you say, if you can't beat them, then we got to find a way to cheat your ass. And, uh, yeah. and here we go. <clears throat> so Yeah. And that, the, the, the last thing on this is that the red states are trying to fix a problem that doesn't exist. Yep. Figment of their no, imagination. <laughs> there's been no voter fraud in large numbers. Nope. But yet we're going to fix it. We're going to make we're going to make our elections more secure because there were people that voted illegally. Well, there was a guy that was in Pennsylvania who he signed an affidavit that he heard people talking about cheating. He didn't see it. He didn't hear exactly what they said. He just saw two people talking. He signed an affidavit, and then they take his dumb ass, and they take his words on Fox News, and then you got the Sean Hannity's and the Tucker Carlson's that's going to spew all this bullshit, and people are going to believe it. And as I said, they're trying to fix a problem that does not exist. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. And again, it's 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 only people of color who are, uh, you know, they're the ones who are creating this fraud. They're the ones who are voting illegally. When it, it ain't nobody else but us. 
I mean, that's that's the funny thing about this. It's it's only us who are voting illegally and causing all this fraud that they keep bringing up. And um, again, man, I I think they they've unleashed something that they are not ready for. And uh, I think you're going to see it in 2022. Stacey Abrams is going to have those folks down in Georgia ready to rock and roll uh, to get uh, Raphael Warnock reelected. Uh, she's she's going to have folks ready and they're going to try. Um, yeah. Kelly Leffler's already got a group organized, you know, trying to combat Stacey's a- efforts down there in Georgia, her and Latasha Brown's efforts to get people registered, Hi, Katie. you know, and uh, it, it's going to fail. It's going to fail. Yeah. You know, it's going to fail because your heart is crooked. Your heart is foul. And, uh, it, you know, what I'm saying it's like we've played sports. There are times you show up to play, man, and you know good and well, man, it's going to be tough today. We're going to be tough today, but we ain't going to cheat, man. We're, we're going to play the game. We might get our asses kicked, but we're going to come here. We're going to play you straight up and put our best out there. And if we lose, we lose. But we're not going to try to cheat you or anything. That's that's the code of athletics, man. Sometimes yeah. you get beat. And that's it. You practice, you review tape, you review film, whatever you got to do, that the next time you face that opponent, our goal is to do better. But not these Republican folks. They see the handwriting on the wall. It's like, man, we we can't beat these people. So you know what? Let's devise a scheme to disenfranchise them. (laughs) Yeah. In in 2016, when Hillary lost, there was not a black people that stormed the that stormed no. the white the White House and that stormed nope. the Capitol building Nobody. when nope. they when they nope. did the electoral vote count. Hell, nope. this is the first time in history that yep. they even give a damn about the electoral count because right. Agent Orange basically sent out the word that you need to be here on January the sixth yep. to yep. stop the vote. Yep. You know, black people just go back to two thousand. Black people should have had a reason. Black and brown people should have a reason. For that election, when Al Gore only lost by 513 right, votes right, in the state right, of Florida, black right. folks didn't get upset. Right, we right. were mad, but we didn't right. go and storm right. the Capitol. We didn't right. go and try to change the vote uh, uh, at, in Washington, D.C. No. on uh, December the 13th when they did their electoral count or in January when they officially uh, uh, wrote those things or uh, called those names out, those states out. We didn't do all that. Nope. We haven't nope. done that in the past. We didn't do that nope. in 1980 when Jimmy Carter got 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 beat. Yep. Yeah. You know? We I think we mentioned this on on a couple of the other broadcasts, man. I don't I don't know of any time in history where black folks have tried to overthrow the government over something like well we lost so guess what we're gonna storm the capital we're gonna storm the state capitals and all this other foolishness we're gonna stand around with guns and intimidate people we're gonna kidnap the governor and all all this foolishness man black folks minority folks don't do stupid ass stuff like that you know <laughs> and 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 the fact that Ron Johnson you know, oh, we're coming Lord. back to this fool. The fact that he sat up there and said, I wasn't afraid on January the 6th. And what what you failed to tell people, you know why you weren't afraid? Because you know good and well that white folks who stormed that building, the Capitol on that day, the cops weren't going to do anything to them. They felt they were privileged to do so. That's why you weren't afraid. You know, call it as it is. That's why you weren't afraid, because you knew these folks were privileged. You know, now, granted, a lot of their asses are getting arrested now and whatnot, but you didn't feel afraid because you're like, these are good white folks coming up in here. They love us and blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. You know, it <laughs> but makes if Black Lives Matter came, you know, then it would be a different story. Right. It may it makes you angry, man, that that one, these are supposed to be intelligent people. And they say the most dumbass things that you're <laughs> like, really? Are, are you kidding? Did he actually say that? And and the guy who made the statement the other day about when they asked him, you know, about, you know, the what was going on with the killing of Asian Americans, if you don't mind segueing now, you know, the yeah. killing of Asian Americans and the and the hate and the vitriol that's being, you know, uh, vetted out toward Asian Americans in this country. He's like, well, we're all entitled to freedom of speech. And I'm like, really? You, you have no sympathy for what these people are going through? Right. You know, you have no sympathy that people feel scared to go out of their homes. They're scared to do this or that because Agent Orange 
who per, who was the purveyor of a lot of that hate and 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 anti um you know the rhetoric that was spewed out toward Asian Americans because of coronavirus he was the purveyor of that foolishness and you you're putting people's lives at risk and now we just saw this guy shot up these parlors massage spas down in Atlanta and the flimsy excuse he used that he has a sex addiction. I mean, come on, man. Come <laughs> Robert on. Aaron Long. Come on, you man. Know, he he killed he killed uh, eight people. Six of them were Asians. Yep. And he, as you said, he he used the idea that he had a sex addiction, a, a, a dick addiction. Yeah. And it was his way. It was his way of. Stopping the temptation. Well, I, I I told Lynn this this morning. I said that is the dumbest ass thing I ever heard of. I said I tell you what, if he really wanted to, if he really wanted to stop his sex addiction, why didn't he just cut his own dick off? Right. Better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. end that shit. Yeah, just neuter yourself. You know. <laughs> you know. Seriously. I mean. Yeah, and then the fact that folks can't like call this what it is, man. Call it what it is. This is just a, it is it is an extension of the hate and the anger and the falsehoods that have been spread against folks of Asian descent, man, because of our the previous uh, occupant. You know, calling you know coronavirus the kung flu and the Chinese virus and all this bullshit. It's like. Man, do you, and, and he's too dumb enough to realize, or maybe he wasn't. No, he you're knew putting exactly. a bullseye. He knew exactly what he was saying. Yeah, you're putting a bullseye on people's back, man. Who 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 don't look like you? Okay, uh, this this country, man. I'm 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 telling you, man. We got to do something because this country has a history, a history of discriminatory practices against. All sorts of people of color, period. We have a history. And and when are we going to address that head on and call this for what it is, man? It's at some point, something, something's going to happen here. Something major is going to happen in this country. And it's because of the way people have been hyped up because of rhetoric that is that has came out of the previous administration and it's carrying over. Yeah. And something needs to be done like ASAP um, because now you've got people in entire communities across this country, the Asian community, they're afraid. And I don't yeah. blame them, man. Yeah. I don't blame them. And, you know, in the past, uh, as we look back at uh, the situation, you know, folks thought, well, the Asian folks, they're the smart ones, you know. And, and for many, many years, the, the, hell, the first people that were discriminated against in the country, the first anti-immigrant laws that was written was written against the Chinese. Yep. Okay. The the people that came here that finished our manifest destiny, spreading from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. Yep. All right. The people that that did the heavy work were the Chinese. Yeah, they're the ones that built the, the Transcontinental Railroad from the Pacific Coast all the way to Utah, to Promontory Point, Utah. Yeah. OK. Yep. And then shortly thereafter, they write a law to prevent them from coming to the country. Yep. OK. They say they did the same thing with Japanese Americans. And yep. it was Teddy Roosevelt, you know, that Republican that the Republicans never talk about. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt basically uh, put an end to some of that foolishness by basically saying that, hey, you can't discriminate against these Japanese kids and these Asian kids in schools, okay, because they deserve to get the same education as others. Yeah. All right. So, you know, Asian Americans have kind of, you know, been in the background for all these years. And then Agent Orange Okay, has brought them to the forefront that now they can't stay in the background because they have people that are coming after them. Just like for many, many years, black folks were being lynched. Hell, the one of the um, one of the largest lynchings took place against Chinese uh, 
folks working the railroads. That's right. Okay, I think it's like two or three hundred Chinese, three uh, three hundred something people, man, were 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 lynched by white mobs because of some rumor that happened. Boy, that was that sounds familiar. Some rumors that happened, and they went and murdered all those folks, and not no no one went to jail. Yep, Chinese massacre of eighteen seventy one, man. Um, you know, uh, just I mean, just crazy, man. For no reason other than, you know, something was said that wasn't true and mobs just descended on these people. And uh, you have to call it what it is, man. You have to call it what it is. You're a a history teacher. And I I love history, love, love learning about it, studying whatnot. But it seems like every time a faction of white America feels threatened, they have to take out some type of action against those people who they feel are threatening them. Yeah. Who feel are getting something that they're not getting. You know, the 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 Mexicans, whatever, they're coming over here taking our jobs. Knowing damn good and well, you're not going to get out in a strawberry field and pick strawberries or other fruit that these folks do with <laughs> little or no money. You know damn good and well, they ain't taking your job because you don't want to get up on that, that hot ass roof. Yeah. You, you don't want to do that job, right. you know. And you, you, you know, black folks, man, they, you know, they, they getting some whatever. So you got to put, you know, you got to enact laws to, to keep them down. And now the Asian Americans are responsible for your, for coronavirus in this country. So you got to discriminate against them. I mean, when is this going to stop? That's all I want somebody to tell me. When yeah, is this yeah. going to stop? And this, 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 uh, Robert Aaron Long guy who, who basically used a sex edition addiction to uh as an excuse he had pre-planned all of that stuff you know he had pre-planned it this is going to be my excuse i can't use it i'm crazy i'm I'm gonna say it's a sex addiction well let's let's look i looked up some information and the kid is what 21 years old something like that yeah and six of the people killed were women five of the women well, let's. One was age forty-nine, one was fifty-one, one sixty-three, sixty-nine, and seventy-four. Yeah. So he got a sex addiction. He thought that going in and killing a a, a fifty, literally a fifty-year-old to a seventy-four-year-old is going to end his addiction. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, it was weak. It doesn't make weak, sense. Weak ass, weak ass excuse. And and the sheriff said, you know, wow, man, this dude had a bad day. He's having a bad day. And it's like, and what about that? Let's talk right. about that for a second. I mean, I mean, you you have to wonder about these people, man. Do you listen to yourself? Do when you open your mouth and say stupid ass stuff, do you listen to yourself? He had a bad day, but the the eight people he killed, what kind of day are they having? What yeah. kind of day are their families having? You know, no, no sympathy, man. No empathy. Just saw oh, this guy had a bad day. You're only concerned about this fool. You know, it's like, come on, man. It's you. You get angry, man. And you just, you just want to go, just put your fist through a wall. Sometimes that <laughs> the country is so ass backwards in so many different areas. But we're the we're supposed to be the pinnacle of good and what's right. For the rest of the world to see, and it's a, it's coronavirus has shown that America is not what it is. Okay, it's not what people think it is, and Corona has shown that. The era of Trump has shown that we are not who we say we are, pure and simple. And this this crap's got to end at some point, man. At some well, point, it's got to end. I, I want to disagree with you on one thing. Okay. That is, is that it is showing us who we are. True, true. It is. Yes. Because before, all of that stuff was kept on the hush hush. I agree. We're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this behind. We're gonna talk about this behind the scene. So when I when I meet with Mr. Johnson today, he's a cool guy and everything. But when I get home, that no good. But now with Agent Orange, he's. From the outside looking in, America is a shining city on the hill, as Ronald Reagan yeah. would say. Yeah. But Ronald, even Ronald Reagan would only hint at the bad parts. He would only hint at these are things that should be done. Agent Orange said, 
this is what's going to happen. And so it basically brought the truth forward. Now we know how those people think. Yeah. Now we You're know. Absolutely right. You're it's, right. It's, it's good that we know. <laughs> it's good that so we now, know. <laughs> now that I know how I can deal with your asses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're now right. I know all those people, the people that I thought were racist. Hell, now I know they're racist. Yep. They're not even trying to hide it now. Yeah. Before, you know, you get this side eye, you know, like, you know, do I really trust this guy? Now I know. I know. I yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. And you, you look at all the instances, man, where people now, they they just they just feel bold, man. The uh, the sportscaster here a, a week or so ago, uh, I forgot where the it was a girls basketball team. The national anthem played. They all kneeled black and white players. They all kneeled. And the announcer on an open <laughs> mic, he called those girls those fucking niggers. I, I mean, what what is that? What is that, man? You you feel that bold now, which they they have, they feel emboldened now. They just call people out of their name whenever they feel like it. Well, I tell you what, he was speaking under his breath, but the mic caught him. Yeah, he was speaking under his breath, like you know, he, it's like we were sitting next to one another. Yeah, and let, let's say that we were sitting next to one another. Uh, and doing this podcast, and I leaned over to you and went, "Hey, Wayne, you know, blah 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 blah." But I forgot that the damn red lights on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm I'm only thinking you could hear it, but the microphone, as I told you before, this microphone that I'm sitting in front of right now, it'll pick up everything. Right. Right. It'll pick up everything, and so what I thought, if I was whispering to you. The microphone would pick it off as if I were saying it right into the mic. Right, right. So he's a dumbass, yes. Yeah. And he, he his true his true feelings just came out right yeah, then. That, that, that's your true feeling. That's what you think of these these young women. And of course, you know, he offered a flimsy apology after that. I mean, that's that we already know the playbook. You get caught, you, and that's the only reason why you made an apology. Your ass got caught. And, you know, it's like, dude, don't even don't we already know who and what you are. Why do you need to offer an apology? You already you already said what you felt in your heart. So what are you yeah. apologizing for? That's my it's thing. It's like, don't offer some flimsy ass apology. Well, you know, I, I need to learn more. I need to. I'm tired of it, man. Tired of it. <laughs> tired of it. So yeah, it's tired of being tired of it. Yes. <laughs> yes, there, there's a new term called uh, I think uh, it's it's called black fatigue. <laughs> yeah, it's black fatigue. Uh, that's the title of a book, uh, and I can't remember the author, but there's a book entitled Black Fatigue, and it's about what we're talking about. Folks are just tired, man. You're tired because you you just can't wake up each day and just be. You can't you can't do that. You've got to worry about so many other things that you just can't be. And uh, and now the same thing that we've been dealing with, it's being visited on folks within the Asian American community. And it's it's appalling, man, that what is going on, that folks are being spit on, they're being kicked, they're being beat, uh, they're being robbed. And now eight, eight women have been gunned down over. I'm a sex addict. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. And the AA. The AAPI group now is now starting to organize themselves. Yep. You know, they are definitely organizing themselves in the major yeah. cities. Yep. There are marches all over the country now in yep. support of yep. AAPI people. Yep. Okay. Black, white, Hispanic. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Asian. We I, all support them because we know what they're going through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay? We know that, what they're going through. Yep. Absolutely, man. And, and, and I think that's. That's another fear. It, it's a fear, man. It's a fear of a certain part, certain faction of white America that fears, man, all these all these people of color, they're going to get together at some point. You're damn right. That's exactly <laughs> what needs to happen. And shut a lot of this foolishness down, man. The collective power that we have as minority citizens in this country, if we exercise that and came together under one banner, we could change a lot of this foolishness that's going on in this country, man. And I hope we get there at some point. But, all, uh, all they have to do is do right. Yeah. And that wouldn't happen. 
Yeah, all you got to do is do is do what you say your founding documents say you're supposed to do. All That's all you got to do. And a lot of this mess would go away. But you can't do that because you keep electing idiots to run the government who are clearly only concerned about keeping that white power flag flying. That's all they care about. So to hell with everybody else. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a way to keep you down. And that's that's what we see right now. Voting, um, the, 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 the rhetoric being being spewed against uh, people from Asian descent. I mean, all kind of crap going on in this country. And it's and it's a faction. We, we, we want to say it's a faction of white America that's keeping this mess going. It's not, not everybody. It's not every white person in the United States. It's a faction. And that faction needs to be. It needs to be eliminated. And maybe at that point, we can get to what we say we are, that all people are created equal. Everybody has the same unalienable rights. They can exercise those rights and not worry that someone is going to disenfranchise them because they perceive we got to keep you down. We can't we can't have you getting any power. So um, I, I hope, man, hope and pray that that day arrives because we are in a excuse me, we're in dire straits right now. Yep. Democracy is leaning over and one of the chair limbs is broken. Yep. And it's leaning and all it takes is a little push to yep, for it to, to topple to, over. Yep, to topple over, man. Democracy as we know it is is it's it's I'm not saying it's on life support, but um it, it it's got some ills. It's got some ills. And if and if we want democracy to be around for for our kids and their kids and, and kids after that, now is the time, man. We need to change the path that this country is on. So uh, I'm going to leave it there, man. Those are my thoughts. Uh, we've we've hit a lot of ground, man. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground. But those – I think we're on the same page. And uh, yeah. with things need – America needs a, a, a spiritual, a moral, and a physical tune-up. When, you, when your car is running, running a bit raggedy and whatnot, take it to the garage. You have it tuned up. America needs a tune-up, man. America needs a tune-up. <laughs> That's right. America a new needs, pair a of, needs some new brakes, some new shoes. Something. Okay. We, we, yeah, you know. it, uh, yeah. We, we need overhaul. We need overhaul. We need overhaul. Yeah. Yes, sir. Overhaul. Yes, sir. All right. So, what else uh, we got? Anything else we want to talk about tonight, my well, friend? Um, as, 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 as one thing. We got a few minutes. One thing that's going on, I you know, we're in March Madness kicked off. Uh, we were talking about that before we came on air. March Madness is underway. Uh, I honestly, I don't know who any of the players are on a lot of these teams because I think college basketball, in a sense, man, has been diluted somewhat. You know, you you used to be able to follow a team. You'd follow a team all year. You knew who the top players were for that team. You followed that team into the tournament. You rooted for that team. Even the underdog teams, you sort of knew who a lot of those players were. I know you mentioned you don't watch a lot of hoops anymore. But for me, someone who was a diehard hoops junkie, man, I find it difficult to watch March Madness because I don't know who the hell any of these people are. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, they're only, they only around for a year, the good ones, and yeah, then they're gone. I, I'm looking at these teams, and I'm like, okay, who? I, I don't know any, any of the top players. Who should you be watching on a given team? I have no idea, man. It's, yeah. it's how, how much college basketball has changed to where, you know, you had guys who stayed – for four years, sometimes three, but those players were recognizable year after year after year, and you got a following. Um, I find it interesting, man, that our our home state, UK, did not make the tournament this year. <laughs> U of L did not make the tournament this year. The only team from our state who made the tournament was WKU, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, and they lost. Uh, they lost their first game, but it says a lot, man, about how the shift. Uh, and college basketball um, has changed, man, over the well, years. I, here's this is what I see, Wayne. Like I said, I don't watch a lot of you know basketball. I'll go to high school games and stuff right. and watch them in person. What's happened to college basketball, male or female, is the same thing that's happened to boxing. Yep. Every league has its own channel. 
it has it has a TV agreement, whether you're in the Mountain West or the Atlantic Coast or the Big Ten, they all have their own TV channels and revenues. So therefore, when on a Saturday do you get to watch college basketball anymore? Yep. You remember, you know, when we were coming up every Saturday, there would be college basketballs. You'd get at least two or three games on a Saturday. And then when it got to March Madness, it was always like it is now. But that's when you got to got a chance to pick up the different players from the team. Yep. You know, nobody, everybody knew who Michael Jordan was when he shot, hit that shot as a freshman. Yep. Because they they played. They had North Carolina, North Carolina State. They had those guys playing. Yep. Okay. They had the UKs. They had Georgetown. They had uh, Villanova wasn't on that much, but they were on. So all, all right. the major top ten teams, uh, they were all they all played. Okay. They were on TV all the time, so you could follow Patrick Ewing. You could follow Akeem Elijah Wan. You yep. could follow Pistol Pete Maverick, who played down in LSU. Yep. You could follow those guys. And they yep. were on all the time, and you knew who they were. Today, you don't know who they are because the NBA has, well, you have to stay in college for a year before we can draft you. Yep. Okay? Yep. While the NFL, you have to be in college for three years. Okay? So, therefore... You know, we don't you don't get a chance to know those people. Hell, I'd watch Louisville play. I'd never watched I'd never watched much of Kentucky because I've never have been a Kentucky fan and never will be a Kentucky fan. <laughs> okay. But we used to watch Louisville play all the time. All the time. And okay, you knew so, those guys because they, yeah, they, they, they were prominent. Yeah. Now yeah. you don't have that. You don't have yeah. you don't have the exposure of college um basketball no. as it used to be. Nope. Nope. It that's is, it that's is, a reason for it. It's a different mindset. So, um, you know, you mentioned you watch a lot of high school hoops. I want to throw out, man. I don't know if you knew or not. Yeah, I uh, know. I know. About Central Harden High? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. I want to give a shout out to uh, Christina yep. Covington-Jones, man. Covington. And, uh, yes. Head coach of the Jones. Central Harden Lady Bruins, man. 17th District Champs, man. That's yep. that's awesome. Yep. Whooped up awesome. on E-Town. Yep. And you yep. know, E-Town's got an eighth grader playing for him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Got yeah. an eighth grader playing for him. E-Town's girls basketball, man, has had some 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 people come out of there. Absolutely. You know, they got one girl playing, and uh, one just either graduated or just went to Notre Dame. Another one's playing out in Oregon right now yep. for the University yep. of Oregon. I'm so telling you, man. Beating E-Town was a big deal. Yep. Because I, E-Town's I, pretty damn good. Yep. I tell you, man, women's basketball, women's basketball, I think at some point it is going to take over the viewership in this country. I think it is, man. I, I think it's 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 coming because women's basketball, it's fundamentally pure. There is no there. It's just pure fundamental basketball. And if you're if you love the game, you appreciate that. That it's 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 like wow you can sit there and watch a play develop, you can mm-hmm. watch a screen get set, you can watch that person roll, you can watch. I mean, it's pure fundamental basketball in its in its sense, man, and it's fun to watch. So I, I'm hoping that at some point, viewership of women's basketball overtakes the men's game. I hope it overtakes it, man. It's gonna be a while. Let's just take a look at the weight situation. <laughs> yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> Well, that, that, that the NCAA you, thought they could get away with that. That gives you the idea about the dominance that men's basketball has. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, they've got this huge weight facilities for the different teams to come in. Yeah. <laughs> and then they gave they gave the women just a small stack of yeah. barbells. Of dumbbells or whatever it was. That was yeah. it. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. Yep. yeah, sad, sad, you know, you know, once, once again, I, I, I sent you a text about uh, last chance you. 
Yes. I, yeah, I watched. I started watching that. I got your text. Well, it was late. It? I got my phone. But I started watching it, man. Very good. Great series. Yeah. And, it, you know, I've watched Last Chance You for at least three or four ser- uh, years okay. with it being football. Right. Okay. And so this time they got a basketball uh, yep. it's, it's about a basketball team. Yep. And East, I've uh, watched the first uh, East L.A. College. East L.A. College, yep. And I've watched the first couple episodes, and it's good. Yeah, now, it I'll watch that. Good. Yeah, it's very know, good. Because I'm, it, I'm, it, I'm probably going to go uh, watch an episode tonight because I think I watched yeah. two episodes last night after you text me. And I'll probably watch a third episode tonight. But, yeah, it's very good, man. Very good. Yep. Yep. Very good. So anybody that's out there is watching it, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's called uh, Last Chance You, yep. and it deals with East Los Angeles College. Yeah, yeah. And just imagine, you got guys that that have uh, grown up or in difficult situations that either left Division One and trying to get a, a new path back to Division One, or yep. they just never made it there from the beginning. Very good. Give you some insight of what athletes go through, you know, and... Uh, I brought that up because we were talking about weights, and I thought it was interesting the fact that they lift after a game. Yep, I, I, think, yeah, I thought I think, that was like wow. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 kind of like the track coaching me is that whenever I had a very very hard workout yeah. for my my sprinters, it was always the same day that they did legs or they lifted heavy with mm-hmm. legs in the weight room. Yep. Because their legs are going to be dead anyway. So right, right. And it takes at least 48 hours for them to recover. So if I waited to the next day, then their legs would never recover because they would always go back to the weight room right. the following day. So, right. Hey, I think it's a good, I mean, their games are early, right. you know? And so after their games, Lifting, I think that's excellent. No, that was great. Your body's already warm, so to speak. Yep. Your body's already warm. And I thought, like, wow, he's got these guys. When he said, yeah, we got let's get the weights in. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I'm like, whoa, they're in the weight room lifting after yeah. the game. I was like, wow. And, and, and for all the basketball coaches out there who tell their kids not to lift weights, it doesn't affect your shot. Nope. Nope. It does not. No, nope. I mean, if you've never lifted weights before and you muscles are saying, oh, yeah. it's going to affect the shot. But yeah. if you and, lift and you're not going to walk in there bench pressing 300 pounds on the first day, if you've never lifted <laughs> weights, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you're going to work yourself into it. But no, I, I I mean, I was never a big weight lifter, but, you know, I would do some stuff, uh, you know, for your arms and stuff like that. And it, I never noticed it affected my shot or anything like that. So. Yep. But that that is a great series, man. I, I'll probably watch an episode tonight. Last Chance yep. You, most definitely. Last Chance You. Most definitely. Well, all right, my friend. We, we've been on this thing for an hour, three minutes, and eight yep. seconds. Yep, yep. And so we're going to uh, we're gonna say this is a pretty good little episode. Yeah. We're going to yeah. get it out there as quick as we can. Yeah, let's uh, – before we go, before we wrap up, let's – we had one memorial I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, we, and uh, the the great Yafet Kodo passed uh, last week. And uh, if you if you followed any of the movies back in the 70s, oh, yeah. uh, Yafet Kodo uh, was a main fixture in a lot of those movies. The ones that the one that comes <laughs> to mind for me was across 110th Street. <laughs> he was a detective. You know the one that comes to mind to me? Who's that? Aliens. Yes, Alien. He was in the Alien. <laughs> yep, he was in Alien. Um, he did The Running Man with Arnold yep. as well. And then uh, he and Robert De Niro were um, uh, the as a comedy called Midnight Run. They were in that together. Yep. They, they he played an FBI agent. And then <laughs> he's, he was on Homicide, Life on the Street. I don't know if you ever watched yep. that or not. Yep. Uh, it was a series that was on in the 90s. Uh, he was a lieutenant. But he always played that tough guy you know that tough guy type character man yeah uh, yep. but he passed last week uh, so we want to remember him uh on the entertainment arena uh if you ever watch entertainment tonight anybody out there ever watch entertainment tonight uh the co-host of that show has always been uh you had you had the guy uh whether it was um i think it was john john tesh was it john tesh i think was co-host with uh, mary I, hart i don't remember yeah I yeah don't remember. and then you had mary hart john tesh i think it was and then you had 
um, Nancy O'Dell and um, Kevin Frazier were the hosts for the longest time when I started getting into it. Well, now we have a black woman that has ascended to co-host Entertainment Tonight. Her name is Nichelle Turner. She's very polished. She's excellent journalist. She was uh, named the co-host along with Kevin Frazier. So now you've got a black Two black hosts of that show uh, in prime time. So that's a huge thing, man. And I uh, want to congratulate her on that. And then lastly, uh, my nephew, CJ, who is my uh, youngest brother's oldest son. Uh, we call him CJ. His name is Charles. Uh, he was in L.A. on Friday night. He did a comedy show in L.A. And oh, really? uh, he's, Yeah, he did a comedy show out in L.A., uh, it was called Keeping the Distance. That was the name of the comedy show. Had about okay. uh, probably eight or nine comedians. Uh, he was one of the eight or nine comedians that was on there. And uh, he did a good set, great set. And so he his goal is to be a stand-up comedian. And uh, this was a huge step for him. So now, is this I want to shout Ricardo him out. And Diane's is what now? No, is he's Ricardo Reggie and Mitzi's uh, oldest oh, okay. son. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So he's uh, his Charles and he was out there. Um, You know, he does a lot of stand up around uh, Kentucky. I think he's been to Cincinnati. I think he's been down to Nashville or not. But he's trying to get his get his uh, get his groove going, man, to be a stand up comedian. And so this was huge getting on this show in L.A. It was a virtual show. Uh, but he, they flew him out to L.A., set him up really nice, and uh, he was the second act that was on. And um, he did, he did, he had a good set, man. I, and I told him, I said, man, you got an advantage that a lot of these other folks from Chicago, Atlanta, Philly, you've got something they don't have. You're from a little small town. Town. <laughs> and you can make all kind of jokes about oh, yeah. life in a small town, man. That would be killing folks. So uh, we wish him well, man. But this was a huge step for him. So I want to shout him out as well. So nice, nice. That's, Congratulations, that's, that's, CJ. Yeah. So um, I think that's it, man, for tonight, man. This was this was a great episode, and uh, I think we got a lot of good things off our chest tonight. Gave us a little chance <laughs> in a little bit. Hey, if you're <laughs> listening to it, we're gonna say it like we see it. That's right. We ain't sh- <laughs> we ain't shying away. <laughs> ain't sugarcoating nothing. Nope. Nope. Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. So that said, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Again, springtime is upon us. And we'll be right in front of these mics next week for another exciting episode of Across the pa- Across the Tracks. I almost screwed that up. Across the <laughs> Tracks podcast. We'll be back in front of these mics next week. So check us out. And as always, my parting uh greeting is in the words of King T'Challa, Wakanda forever. Arrivederci. As in three strikes and we're, we're out. out. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.